We know that darkness is the absence of light. If the light shines, the darkness disappears. We also should use the same reason and say that discouragement is the absence of courage. Where courage enters, discouragement vanishes. I'd like to speak this morning on the subject of be of good courage. From Psalms 24, verse 14, I read, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. In Psalms 31, verse 24, across the page here in my Bible, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Be of good courage. Be of good courage, the statement of the clause that says be of good courage, is found 16 times in the Bible. I've copied them on this piece of paper here. I'll run through some of them just to show you how emphatic and plentiful the commands from the Bible are to be of good courage. Moses sent out 12 spies. You know that story. We refer to it quite often around here. And he sent them into the Canaan land to look it over. Numbers 13.20 says, and what the, see what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. Just details enough, but in the middle of that, he said, be of good courage. They were on a mission. Moses, speaking to Joshua, says this in his command to Joshua and his encouragement to him, be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee, he shall not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Joshua was to succeed Moses. And so Moses encourages him. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to enter into it. Deuteronomy 31, 23, And he gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge, and he said, Be strong and of good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with them. Amen. Moses dies. Now it's Joshua's time to take his place. So God spoke to Joshua, and Joshua 1, 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. A repetition of almost the same thing in verse 9 of Joshua 1 says, Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Amen. Joshua 1.18 Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him, he shall be put in to death. 
only be strong and of a good courage. Then it came Joshua's time to talk to the people. He was in charge now. Joshua 10.25, he says unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong and of good courage. For thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. Later on, time of David, Joab was captain of the hosts. Joab and his men were against, war against the Syrians. His brother, Abishai, was told to look out for the Ammonites. From two directions the enemy came, but Joab said, you look out for us, we look out for you. If we need your help, we'll, you'll, you'll help us. And if I will, you need our help, we'll help you. We'll go do this. And he says to his brother, Be of good courage, and let us play the men for our people, and for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth good to him. First Chronicles 19.13 Be of good courage, and let us behave ourselves valiantly for our people and for the cities of our God, and let the Lord do that which is good in his sight. David could not build a temple because he was a man of war. God told him that. But his son was to build it. So here's what David said in 1 Chronicles 22, 13. Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest need to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charges, charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage, and dread not, nor be dismayed. And David said to Solomon, verse 20, 8, 20, 20, 20, And David said to Solomon, his son, Be strong and of good courage, and do it, do it, build it. Fear not, nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. David talking to Solomon. In Ezra's time, Ezra 10.4, Arise, for this matter belongeth unto thee. We also will be with thee. Be of good courage and do it. Going into Psalms 27.14, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He shall strengthen thee at thine heart, I say, I say on the Lord. Psalms 31.24, Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. And all ye that hope in the Lord, that includes us, Isaiah 41, 6, they helped everyone his neighbor, and everyone said to his brother, Be of good courage. Now that's a long catalog of be of good courage commands in the Bible. I'll give you the references if you want them. Be of good courage. Then I looked for a chat somewhere to find about be discouraged in the Bible. I found it. Three places. Be discouraged. Just the same words together, be discouraged. Deuteronomy 1, 2. Behold, the Lord thy God hath set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath said unto thee. Fear not, neither be discouraged. Words are there, but cancel it out, don't you? Don't be discouraged, he says. Isaiah 42, 4. He shall not fail, nor be... This is God. He shall not fail, nor be discouraged till he has set judgment in the earth, and the isles shall wait for his law. God will not be dis- He will not be discouraged. The word again. Third place. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they 
Be discouraged. Search is ended. I can't find any license to be discouraged in the Bible. Those three that say it have the opposite meaning of don't let it overcome you, do not be discouraged. God says, be of good courage. We can overcome through God's grace, through His supply, through His provision. No matter what. One time, a few years ago, I was counseling with a woman, had problems, she was always discouraged. She had an imagination you wouldn't believe. I think this was years ago. If it happened to be in the last 25 years, I've forgotten who it was. And we do that. When we counsel with people and they have problems, we try our best to help them, then we forget they ever had a problem. Just forget it. They don't hold it against them. All of us are weak and have problems at times. Sometimes we're discouraged, and someone has to lift us up a little bit. All right, let's lift them up and then forget they had the problem. I did that, so if the woman's here this morning, will pardon me for using your example, but nevertheless, it wasn't mentioned after this. I said to her, you're always so easily discouraged. She said, yes, I know it. Everything just seems to press me down. I said, all right, then let's make an arrangement. I'm trying to help you. Now, you believe I am? She said, yes. I said, all right. Let's say, let's have you agree now, you will not be discouraged without my permission. She said, well, well, that'd be foolish. You wouldn't give me permission, would you? And I said, no. And I said, well, I'm not God. I really can't solve your problem altogether. But if you don't want to do that, you think that's foolish, all right, then you get God's permission. If you can be discouraged with God's permission, it's all right. But unless God says you can be discouraged, forget it. She looked at that, and she was baffled, and of course she thought I was just being smart, and just being a little bit silly about it. But I read this last night, and I thought to myself, I wasn't so far off base there years ago. I hadn't done that before I said that. But she could not find in the Bible how to be, that she could, could be discouraged with God's blessing, of course. And she'd find so many places where it says, do not be discouraged. So let's take heart and do what God says do. Be of good courage, no matter what your circumstances. Discouragement merits no favor with God. Discouragement does not help you one bit. Discouragement makes you feel sorry, sad, forsaken, unwanted, unneeded, all of that. And on the top of all that inducement the devil puts on you to press you down, God says, come on top of it, don't be discouraged, be of good courage. So I said earlier... Discouragement is just merely the absence of courage. So we have to do something to encourage ourselves. We have to say, praise God. We have to say, thank you, Lord. We have to say, God, help me. And I believe you can. I believe you will. When you call on God for help, if you don't believe you can and don't believe you will, you're wasting your time. You must believe he is. And he is rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you diligently seek God, say, help me, give me grace, give me strength, give me power to overcome, and believe it, and you get it. He does it. He does it. Yes, victory comes from God. On down the line, we know of some cases where people have been tried. For instance, Job. Uh, You heard referred to the other night. Man was afflicted with boils from his head to his foot. 
and had done nothing wrong, an upright man, no man like him in all the earth. Right before God, he hated evil, he loved God, served God. Yet Satan got God's permission to afflict him, and he was sick with those boils and all of that. His family was dead, his wealth was gone, everything was gone, and then his health, all of that. But God was in control nevertheless, and he told Satan, you can only go so far, don't take his life, don't touch that. And because Satan said, if he's tested, really tested, he'll curse you to your face. But Job was not going to be discouraged just because he was tried. Amen. He said, the Lord hath given and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His own wife said, this is too much. Why don't you just curse God and die? He said, you speak like one of the foolish women. The Lord's given it. The Lord gave it. The Lord's let it go now. But we're back where we started, so what's all the excitement about? God gave it and he's taken it away. And I'm still at the beginning point. But then he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. And his courage held fast. Because his faith was in God who always keeps his word. He will not fail. So Job wasn't discouraged. Paul and Silas, two men of God in the New Testament, were doing good, preaching the gospel. On a mission trip, they, they were sure God had called them to go on. They delivered a young woman from a demon bondage she had, sorcerer she was. Her masters used her to get gain by her fortune-telling. But she followed these men, crying out to them, knowing they were men of God. She could sense it somewhere in her little heart. She could sense that there's something different about these men. If you want deliverance, there'll be something somewhere that'll prompt you to go in the right direction. You'll find the light. You'll find the truth. You'll find help. Even the preacher might preach at you and say, be of good courage. But if you do it, you'll have faith to believe God will help you stand fast and prove his promise is true. And they're all true. So they turned one day, and after she'd followed them, and delivered her from her abnormal bondage, and she was normal again, and her fortune-telling power was gone, and her masters were angry, and they had these two men placed in jail. They put them in the innermost part of the jail, the dungeon, put their feet fast in the stocks, had all of that that had been mistreated and beaten. Here they were in jail. But at midnight, Paul and Silas sang, prayed and sang praises to God. They would not be discouraged. Amen. They, were in, they were right with God and they knew it. They weren't on a tangent, they were on a trip that God had sent them on. Missionary journey. And they had found the one soul and deliverance had been hers. And that was worth more than their time in jail. So they just said, this whole thing adds up to a, a total victory. God's honored our faith and delivered that girl. Even though we're in prison now, we'll sing and pray. And they did, and God heard them. Sent an earthquake. Prison doors were open. No one left. They were delivered. The jailer was scared. I will die for this because I'm responsible for their safety. And here they are. The doors are all open. You know what prisoners do when the doors open? Generally, they do a fast escape. But this time, no one even left. Oh, God's in charge. God is, uh, God is God, as we heard here Friday night. God is a God and alive and well and able to do anything we need to have done if we are doing our part. But be of good courage. Go ahead and do it. You know, God feeds the little birds. We don't, heard, hear that, don't we? 
But do you know they scout around everywhere? Yesterday morning, we were in our breakfast room table looking out there, and my wife saw this little bird on the very, very top of a, a little pine, a pine tree, and the little stem was going up straight like a pencil, no limbs, right square on the top. And that bird was sitting up there on the top of that little pencil-type sprout, way up on the tree, way up there, 30 feet in the air. No breeze blowing. If it had been, she'd been going back, back and forth like this. So placid, so easy. But do you know something? She either was content and full, or else she hadn't seen anything at all to be disturbed about. She wasn't searching for food, but most of the time she does. Most of the time she flits here and she flits there, goes to the ground, the other tree, and across the country here and there. God feeds them, yes, but they do their part. God will encourage you, but you must do your part. You must resist the enemy. That means resist every inducement for discouragement. Now, you must be on good ground to do it. You must believe God. You must honor His Word. You must listen when He speaks. But if you do that, then you have no reason to be discouraged because God commands you all through the Bible there to be of good courage. Yes, there's one time when one man was discouraged. His name was Elijah, great man of God. He was discouraged and fled for his life because of the threat of one woman named Jezebel. He'd seen God answer prayer and he'd performed miracles God had through him and all of this was so great. And yet when Jezebel said, because you killed the prophets of Baal, those false prophets had been killed at the command of the Lord. And so she was angry because they were her prophets. And she was going to take his life by the next day. He fled, went away and sat under a juniper tree, finally took a nap, went to sleep under the juniper tree. And angel came and woke him up and said, what are you doing here? And he went ahead to tell what is wrong. He'd been so, so lonely and so helpless and everybody else turned away and all of that. He said, here's what's happened. The people of God have all forsaken God. And the altars in the place of worship have all been taken out. The place is demolished. Now, don't get so hard on Elijah. Just imagine yourself in this church and imagine everyone here, the whole group, not a one left except that one soul looks around. Everybody has forsaken God. Nothing at all. Altars are out in the parking lot. The house has been ravaged by all of the mean people of the whole area and torn it up and broke the plaster, broke the glass and turned everything upside down to all that and you're here by yourself. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. That's what Elijah said. The altars are all torn down. Everybody's forsaken you and here I stand alone. But God said to him, God sent some food for him first. That angel came and found in front of him there where he'd been sleeping under that tree, found a fire burning and food on the cakes on the fire, cooked for him. He ate of that, and he ate of that that God provided and went on the strength of that for a 40-day period. Went into a cave to live. And then God spoke to him again, what are you doing here? He said the same thing. It's all over, it's useless and hopeless. Then God reminded him that the 7,000 hadn't yet bowed to Baal. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it isn't there. Just because God isn't striking the sinner dead doesn't mean he doesn't condemn sin. Judgment will come. Hell was made for the devil and his angels. 
but heaven is made for the saints of God who accept God's providence and God's provision and make themselves ready for that glorious place called heaven. Land of bliss and untold glory, what that will be. So don't fear hell, only just far enough to escape it and say, I fear hell enough to know that it wasn't made for me. I'm going to do what God made me for. That's to serve God, honor Him, and honor Him in all I do. And if you do that, He'll lead you step by step. He'll help you all the time. Even if you get discouraged. If you come along to one of those slews where you go in a little bit, don't stay there. We're human. We're subject to that. All of us have a degree of that. And the only way out of that is to say, I'm not going to be discouraged. I'm going to be encouraged. Look for the promise of God. Look for the victory. Pray for it. Believe it. Expect God to answer prayer and you'll have it. David failed God. Man of God. David failed God. Stole a man's wife. Had him murdered. And yet after an awful mistake he had made, he could see what he had done. He cried out to God for mercy. Cried out for forgiveness. Wanted to have a new heart. And so God provided him forgiveness, all right. He forgives whosoever will. No matter how badly you fail, there's still mercy with God. There's love extended to the whole round world in God's providence. He sent Jesus Christ to die for us. Amen. We would have to die otherwise. Eternal death. But Jesus died the substitutionary death for us. He died once for all that we might live forever. Think of that. Don't be discouraged. Just remember, eternal life awaits you at the end. Heaven will be our home. Hell is made for the devil and his angels. But we want to praise God for the escape hatch. That is, a provision made we might die. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The soul that sins, that soul shall die. But our judgment was met in Jesus Christ. Amen. He suffered that we might not have to. So now we have that to be courageous about. Not that we can overcome ourselves, but through His grace, through God's power, through His love and provision. He gives us strength and grace for the hour. As our day is, so shall our strength be. Don't say you're going to fail. God says, as your day is, so shall your strength be. He overcame death, hell, and the grave that we might overcome. Gives us power, gives us victory, gives us a lively hope of this life and the life to come. So remember, 16 times in the Bible, commands are there, be ye, but be a, be ye, uh, courageous, be of good courage. Not just a little courageous, but be of good courage. 16 times. And nowhere any permission to be discouraged. So even though you're human, let God take care of that. Amen. Cast yourself upon the Lord. Let Him have His way. Just say, I can't do it, but you can. Amen. Then you can have victory. It'll be victory now and until Jesus comes. Amen. Well, thank God for that. What a hope we have. What a wonderful privilege we have. Let's expect God to answer this morning. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye rebel, stiffen your heart and won't believe, You'll be destroyed because the word of the Lord has spoken it. said that. But let's not be among those who rebel and fail. We're not of those who draw back. We are those who believe to the saving of the soul. They that draw back, put their hands to the plow, and then look, even look back, aren't fit. But let's not look back, but look ahead. Why look back? We've already been there. Think of that. Why try that again? We've already tried it. It didn't work. But look ahead. Ahead is that bright and shining light that shines more and more under that perfect day. You want to be in that light? Stay in the middle of the road. Go right on down there. The light will still shine. Darkness will disappear. The light will shine. You'll have victory. Thank God, thank God. What a wonderful privilege you have to know God. 
to know the gospel, to love God, have, have him love us, to love each other and honor each other, pray for each other. That's a great strength in all of this. So don't be discouraged. If you find someone's discouraged, pray with them, pray for them. Don't just sympathize only. That Take a little of that, all right. But nevertheless, pray God will undergird them and uphold them by the power of his own might, and he will do it. He'll help you in doing it too. Thank God. We're going to close. We're going to sing number 278. We're going to have a prayer meeting. We pray at the end of our meetings, and God answers prayer. We invite you to join us. We gather around these altars, and we drop on our knees there in the pews, and we pray. We want to visit. We're going outside. But if we want to pray, we stay in the sanctuary. And God's answering prayer. He can answer your prayer today. Let's prove that. Prove it for yourself. It'll be your, your victory. Let's stand and sing number 278.